Hey guys, welcome back. Exciting episode this time for you. We have our first guest, um, one of my very good friends, Haley Lane. Um, she is on our board now. She's on the Strive to Make an Impact, Impact board, and uh, she's here with us today. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, make sure to leave us some feedback on our Facebook once you've listened to it. Hey everybody, I'm Alicia. And I'm Josh, and you are listening to the Strive to Make an Impact podcast. Because I am a childhood sexual abuse survivor, it has become our mission to create an impact to advocate for survivors and prevent sexual abuse through education. You will also hear from guests on this podcast that are striving to make their own impact and being a role changer in their own way. We're so excited to have you join us. So let's get started. What's up, Haley? Hey, guys. So, I just wanted to take a minute to introduce you to everybody. Okay. Uh, we can talk a little bit about you, a little bit about what you hope to accomplish on our board, um, just all of the things. Let's do it. So, let's play a couple, like, what, five questions? Mm, sounds good. Uh, favorite food? Oh, that's a toughie. Um, hmm. Like, favorite type of food or, like, favorite, like, dish? Whichever. <laughs> Okay, so I really like chicken just because I eat chicken like with everything. So like I mean all the chicken. Yeah, I love like chicken tacos and I love like chicken spaghetti and like chicken white chicken chili. That's bomb. It's like fire. (laughs) I like Mexican chicken. That stuff. I mean chicken burritos. You can just do so much. You can do anything with Mexican Mm -hmm. food and chicken. I mean, we did just have tacos. We did just have tacos, <laughs> but not with chicken. No, we, we have beef. We have beef tacos. Uh, okay, second question. Um, favorite part about your life currently? Hmm. Well, I don't have to think about that one too long because I'm a mommy. So I'm I love being a mommy and, of course, being a wife. Yes, but, that too. Yep. Third question. Favorite type of music to listen to? Country, all the way. And I will actually elaborate just a little bit on that. So I'm that type of girl that I've listened to country since, I mean, as far as I can remember listening to music. Um, You know, you got to love, you know, your George Strait all the way. I mean, he's a... The chair. Yeah. I mean, man after my own heart. But I'm also that girl that I I love, like, the new country as well. So I'm not going to, you know, sit here and say, well, for example, like Florida Georgia Line... I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, they're not country. I'm not going to listen to them because I do love their music. And even though they're not like George Strait country, they're, I guess, new millennial, I guess you could say, country. So, um, all <laughs> brands of country. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, favorite date night? Ooh. That I've had or that I want to have? Either. Mm. PG. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, favorite one, um, I have two that we've been on. Um, I think we were together for about a year, maybe over, maybe about two years, I'm not sure. Um, Neil, we were actually supposed to go to a Colts game with his sister and um, her boyfriend, I believe, at the time. And he, um, and they ended up, we got our times mixed up. And so we didn't meet at the correct time. So we missed the game and we kind of just turned it into a fun day trip to Indy. And, um, Neil ended up taking me and we rented those like short little bikes that you can ride around the canal. 
and we went bike riding around the canal. And I was pre-scooter days, huh? It was way (laughs) pre-scooter days, way pre-scooter days. And um, we ended up um, going to Stir Crazy when Stir Crazy was still in Greenwood, um, attached to the mall. And I think actually in between those that those two points, we ended up going shopping for a little bit, and he got me an outfit to wear to dinner because I had um, a Colts jersey on, actually. And then I believe we went to a movie afterwards. Don't remember. But it was just, it was a fun, you know, we were younger, so we, Not you know. Planned. Yeah, it was just spur of the moment. And then a couple months ago, um, I actually had it all planned out. I had a sitter lined up for um, Little Man, and... Um, we dropped him off and I told Neil to be ready by seven and I surprised him taking him to dinner at, um, Caboodos, which is one of his favorites. And yes. And then, um, we, I surprised him with this new place called bad axe throwing. Yeah. And we, um, cause he loves to throw axes. I know that sounds really (laughs) silly, but it's actually, um, like a point system. So like, obviously we're very competitive, so we got to compete against each other. And um, it's in downtown Indy, and they have, like, these huge axe-throwing lanes, and you get your own axes, and... This isn't even a paid ad, guys. This is just free right there for bad axe. But if you want to send us money, we will take it. There we go. But, no, definite date night. So much fun. And it was fun because, you know, you can bring in your own drinks, you can bring in your own food, and they just welcome everything. And you even get a coach, too, which is fun to to kind of show you what you do. But um, different. And so we did that, and it, he was just, it was just fun to surprise him with something right. yeah. for everything that he does for me. So he's an amazing hubby, so he deserves it. Awesome. He'll appreciate the shout-out. <laughs> now you have to make him listen. Love you. <laughs> uh, last question, a little bit on a more serious note. Mm-hmm. What is your goal or goals or most ex- uh, what has you most excited about serving on Strive to Make an Impact Sport? Um, I would have to say that... Um, being in the friend side of things to somebody that obviously that, you know, um, has, uh, been through, you know, sexual abuse and being on that friend side of things, I have gotten to see firsthand what, how, how it impacts their life and then in return impacts mine because you are such a big impact on my life. And, um, so I think... My main goal is I don't ever want to have to see, you know, another friend or another, like, you know, that another person have to go through what you did. And, you know, getting any type of um, education out to, um, you know, young teens, young adults, I mean, anyone in general, um, definitely is something that I think that needs to be made aware of because they're not aware. Right. They're, they are aware of what these outdated videos right. that they show them or the, the, you know, minimal of what they speak about. Stranger danger. Exactly. Yeah. And that could be somebody coming up saying, you know, can I help you? Are you lost? And truly trying to help, but all they think is stranger danger. Right. And they, they don't know the difference. Right. And so, um, my whole thing is, is I just, I really want to educate them on, you know, I mean, what predators look for, how they coach you into believing them and knowing the, like the triggers, I guess, that they, that they like are hitting off of, I guess, if that makes, I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, so just basically educating and 
you know, knowing firsthand of what they are going through and how to hopefully help prevent future. Right. And I think it's important to note, too, that um, within that, by doing that, by spreading the message and the mission to get better uh, curriculum or training or education out there, whether it be for kids or teens or young adults, I think it's important to note that as we do that, we're doing it in such a way that makes this not such a taboo topic. Correct. So that friends can be friends. Or allies can be allies. Um, I just had a meeting this morning where we were talking about uh, the curriculum. Um, We can get into that in a minute. But one of the things I pulled away from that meeting, you know, is I didn't have very many allies. Uh, I mean, we were in school together, you knew. Um, But very quickly, it became a bunch of different rumors, all filled with telephone conversations of, you know, that girl was raped by her preacher or or whatever it is that people could embellish the story to be. And I understand that that's a common thing with just about everything in high school. But um, I knew there was a lot of people that didn't necessarily spread rumors and who were, I won't say nosy, but interested because um, that's human nature. And I think would have been allies, but they didn't know how, how to because the subject is not something that is openly talked about. Right. Um, at that time, when we went through the education system, we got, you know, the Good Touch, Bad Touch program a couple of times in elementary school, and that was all we got. We didn't talk about it in middle school, we didn't talk about it in high school, and even if you're not someone who is abused, you're therefore, as a byproduct of not talking about it, you think it's something that you can't talk about, um, especially at that age, and so it becomes this, it just adds fuel to the fire to become this rumored, um, like telephone game thing where people discuss it behind closed doors and are too afraid to ask questions or too afraid to just be an ally. And, and I explained that what I mean by that is not somebody coming up and saying, Hey, how can I help you through this? It's somebody coming up and saying, Hey, that's it. Mm -hmm. They don't have to, they don't have to talk about this. We don't talk about this thing, but you can, it doesn't have to be taboo to where you're scared to talk to the person who is abused to treat them like a human. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, to know that, that they're there. Right. And we talked about this, uh, on our last podcast about curriculum, you know, it's not, this this curriculum is not just about um, teaching kids uh, what different situations can bring and empowering them to be able to keep themselves safe because at the very basic level, every kid, every person um, on this earth should have the basic right to feel safe. Mm-hmm. But one of the things this curriculum does uh, in middle school, intermediate school, high school levels is to teach kids how to be an ally or how to report and I think that's just as important for people who are not victims to be able to learn how to be that uh so we met with the entire uh an entire district's counselors uh and explained the curriculum to them um which we've touched on you know a little bit about it and um it was very encouraging to see the reaction of hey this might be something different this might be a new approach so that's where we're at currently is waiting to hear back, you know, their thoughts, whether it be, hey, we, we really love this and we want to talk more about it, or, you know, we have some hesitation. Can we talk about this and, and you know, see if it's going to work after all or if maybe we can tweak a few things? And and so that's, that's going to be really cool there. So let's talk a little bit about um, different things, and this is going to be interesting to me because uh, if you're listening, we've not rehearsed this. Haley has no idea the questions that I'm about to ask, but you have to understand that Haley was, uh, we grew up together. We've known each other since elementary school, and life, um, God, uh, fate, what have you, has weaved us out of, or in and out of each other's lives since that time in elementary school. You know, some years we were inseparable, and some years we were 
distant but friendly, and we kind of weave back and forth ever since, but Haley's been one of those constant people in my life. Um, actually, during the abuse, so, so when that happened, um, and feel free to jump in with any comment here, but when that happened, I had kind of excluded myself from our friend group that we had, um, about six to eight girls at any given time for a few years, and I basically withdrew from that, withdrew from everyone, and I, and I talked about that in my story um, when we put that on the podcast in February, but um, I I kind of, or, or like I said, I withdrew uh, from everyone, basically, and so I guess my question would be, my first question would be, what changes, if any, did you see before you realized that this was why? Because... I mean, no one, no one knew what was going on, um, or at least if they knew something was going on, they didn't know what, because I didn't tell a soul, and, and I've talked about that as well, but um, what did you see any kind of outward expression of, like, something's not right with her? Um, I don't want to say that, like, it was a big red sign right there, because I, I will be completely honest, and you know that's how I am. You hit it very, very well. Um, and you knew how to compartment compartment that, you know, back away right. from school and yeah. from us and from everything else. Um, one thing I did notice that, I mean, that at least still stands out to this day was uh, you, you, and again, you've never been that, you know, give me a hug, you know, yeah. you know, I love you, you know, everything like that, very touchy-feely, but there was, you know, a certain amount of us that you were very, I mean, you knew who we were, like, friend-wise. Sure. You would give us a hug, tell us you love us, you know, you know, be friends and everything. But you were very, like, just standoffish. Like, you don't sure. touch, you yeah, know. Yeah, I remember being that one. Don't, don't, you know, eh, I'm not feeling it. Let's, let's not really, you yeah. know, touch at all. And um, I know that kind of sounds different. But, I mean, when you're so used to, you know, giving your good friend a hug bye or, you know, saying, hey, man, love you, talk to you later. Right. And then it just kind of stops. I mean, for me at least, that's something that I pick up on really, well, really quickly. Well, but you're a very touchy-feely hug all the time. Like I you am. always buy. So, I am. <laughs> so that's something that you would obviously um, notice. And that's funny that I didn't really... I mean, I remember after the abuse not wanting to be touched and being very outward about the fact that I... Um, that was just a very obvious trigger for me. But um, there's a lot of things about that time that I don't remember. Like our sophomore year in high school was pretty much a blur to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember sitting through a lot of classes and sleeping through a lot of classes only because I remember waking up from night terrors in the middle of the night. But I don't remember relationships. I don't remember, like, I can't remember the, like, way I got back into that friend group, really, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Because there, it's not like it all came out and it stopped and then we were all buddies again. Right. Like, um... It definitely took time. Yeah, it took a lot of time and I was awkward and withdrawn from everyone really for a while um I think even more so after it came out because Mm -hmm. then it was just pure embarrassment and shame um but yeah that's interesting that you picked up on that um I know we have another friend another mutual friend who uh, I just learned this too I didn't know this um but we were texting back and forth a few weeks ago and she said that um in my story I talk about how he had given me a sim card so that Mm -hmm. all of his stuff could go undetectable and uh, she said that we had been sitting in a class together, and she knew she knew something was off from the way I'd been acting. 
Uh, but we were sitting in a class together, and we happened to sit right next to each other in this class. And she saw me switch out the SIM card, and she had asked me about it, and I kind of, like, acted super weird right after. Um, and it's just interesting because I've blocked out so much of that memory that I have no idea what people saw. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I mean, like you said, and I and I don't doubt this at all, um, I was just really good at hiding it because mm-hmm. it was something that... It was second nature. Yeah. And so, um, but it's interesting that different people picked up on different things, but not enough to be like, hey, Alicia's in trouble. Right. Just like, um, and that, as, as a, sorry, as a friend, like that breaks my heart because like, I feel like I let you down on that, um, that I didn't pick up on more, that I didn't do something to stop it or to help. But being on the outside of things, I think that's anybody right. with this situation. Oh, I agree. And I mean, obviously this happened, God. Ten years ago. Yeah. Ten years ago. I mean, to this day. Literally I mean, ten years ago to the day, actually. Yeah. Like, when I... I mean, even now that everything's coming about, you know, with the podcast and with the Strive to Make an Impact, I mean, it's obviously bringing back up... Oh, yeah. ...everything. Yeah. And so now it's... I mean, obviously, we're we're much older now, and we have a different lookout. Or, and sorry, we're super uh, popular and mature still. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> duh. Don't you know who we are? No, um, but I guess, I guess as one of your best friends in high school and, you know, through life now, it, to this day, it still stings that I didn't pick up on it. And I also want to add that I went on church retreats with you. Yeah, Yeah, you knew him. I knew, I personally knew him. I had conversations with this man. I sat and prayed with this man. Yeah, and you wouldn't, so you can attest to the fact. I didn't think about this before the uh, podcast, but mm-hmm. you can attest to the fact that this man was, you would have never guessed it. No. No. The first time I met him, we were at church, and he got up on top of a pew and started preaching on top of a pew. Yeah. Like, he was funny, and he was just your normal, like, loud pastor. Yes, that super just, and exciting and That wanted to get everybody involved. Always happy. Yeah, and, perfect predator. Right, and and that that's the thing, and I remember very distinctly on the church retreat that I'm, that I'm thinking about, um, it was when we played paintball. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Um, And we stayed, I think, one or two nights at this uh, mm-hmm. big church. And, I mean, he was just... You went on a paintball trip? Yeah. I don't remember him being on that, um, but we went on many, Yeah. So. Yeah, but that's, yep. so that's the amount of memory that I've blocked out. And, like, he was just always around us, like, hanging out and, like, making sure, you know, you know, do you guys need anything? He was always so, and, and now that I think back, I'm like, why didn't I pick up on it? Because he was always, because obviously you and I never left each other's side right. at the retreat. Like, it was always us and whoever else was with us. And, but he never left us. Right. Like, he was always somewhere now that I think about it like if that makes sense like either you know watching from afar or trying to get in on our conversation or saying hey guys why don't we go you know play airsoft why don't we go play paintball why don't we go to the rec room type of thing and um always suggesting something that we all do together right and and in my mind now that makes me think that you know always keeping a watchful eye on you making sure he knew where you were making sure he knew what you were doing and I mean, that's just stuff that, you know, you don't pick up on until now that obviously it's out and you know everything. And and I mean, I knew everything, mostly everything from you right. and from, you know, going through it. But 
It's interesting that you say that, though, because, so, I would imagine that that trip, um, that uh, event that we were going to uh, on that trip would have been, like, March or April time. So, the grooming manipulation process already started. And um, the physical abuse didn't start until December of that same year. And so, it's... It's just interesting to me, things that I didn't quite pick up on. And, and like you said, I mean, it was obviously subtle enough that you didn't, like, you saw it, but it didn't necessarily mean anything at the time. Um, and because, like, at the same time, I just want to reiterate the fact, guys, like, if you've never known um, a predator like this, they call him a predator for a reason. Like, it's not supposed to be something that's picked up on. If you didn't know exactly what you were looking for, and even if you did know exactly what you were looking for, it's still not stuff that's like, yep, it's happening. In fact, more often than not, even trained professionals, and this is why you have to be so careful talking to potential victims because you can't lead them in questions. Right. Um, and you obviously don't want to accuse anyone of doing anything terrible. But even to a trained eye, these are not, even things you just mentioned is not things that are totally abnormal or weird. Because right. it's not like... Like, people get this idea in their mind that it's, like, the creeper van. And, like, somebody's sitting with a hat low over their eyes and watching kids. That's not what you're talking about. Like, you're just talking about, like, this guy that would routinely come up and, hey, how you doing? And let's go play, let's go play paintball. And, you know, this is the strategy you will use to win capture, or, yeah, use to win capture the flag. And... It's not normal, especially when the person has a personality like he did, which most abusers do. It's, like I said, charismatic and funny and exciting, and you genuinely like, I mean, it sucks to think about this now, obviously, but generally people like being around this man, because he made you feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, uh, it's just, it's just interesting to hear it from an outside perspective, because um, I mean, Josh and I talk about this all the time, but obviously Josh doesn't know him. So, um, but you were there, you saw it. And for some of it, for the uh, manipulation and grooming process, you saw some of it firsthand, obviously, as you just said. And and still, even then, it's not something, like I said, that's like, yep, that's a red flag. She's being abused. You need to report it. It's not. It's not something that's necessarily a red flag. And people need to just be super in tune with that. And, and if you have questions and, and I do think I I'm sitting here and in real time thinking I wonder if we would have had a curriculum where we were constantly learning about that or not constantly but introduced and reintroduced to this if that's not something back then that you would have been like something isn't sitting right right like this isn't giving me warm fuzzy feelings inside and I don't think anything's wrong and it's not that you're gonna like go make a report but you and I were close enough you could have been like dude is everything okay right and at that time I was so like, unaware of what was happening anyway, that it probably would have been, yeah, dude, I'm fine. Because physical abuse hadn't started yet. Right. And all all that it was at that point was this guy thinking, like, I'm super awesome and I'm on fire for God. And he's proud of that as my head pastor. And so it's just interesting hearing it from an outside perspective. I remember bits and pieces of that trip now, and it's it's just wild to think that your brain can... Shut out. Shut out things. Shut out some stuff, but not all of it. Um, it's weird. I mean, I remember I remember most of the actual abuse very well. Um, but certain 
the good times that I had with that youth group where he was involved, I've, I've obviously shut a lot of that out. Um, and telling my story during February, um, that was rough. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be just because it did start triggering parts of my brain that haven't been active. Right. Um, subconscious is a very tricky thing. Yeah. And I also want to add um, that when I found out about all this stuff, and to be honest with you, I don't truly remember how I found out because I know you didn't come out and tell me right away. Um, I'm pretty sure I brought it up to you, and we went on, I think, a two-hour drive. Oh, I'm sure. And we... Those were our go-to. Yeah. And I we still do it to this day. Yeah. Um, but we can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I heard it, and this is going back to you saying, you know, how charismatic he was and fun and all the above. Right. Um, but when I heard who the person was, my first reaction was, are you sure? Right. Like, are, are you sure you know who you're talking about? Because that's not right. Right. Because they are like best friends. Right. Well, and it's funny, too, because, I mean, so you knew this man uh, from a few occurrences. But people, uh, when they hear the story and they hear the part about the congregation supporting him, Mm-hmm. They're like, what? How in the world? And I'm not saying it's right by any means. I'm not saying it's right at all. But for a bit of understanding, what you just said is like, I can't believe that guy. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's not right. That doesn't equate. Like, you can't make your brain make it make sense because it right. doesn't make sense. I mean, this whole thing doesn't make sense anyways. But him being the type of person you, he was, because I mean, he was very giving. He was very selfless. He, I don't know, on the outside, right? Right, right. Um, make that the point. Right. Um, but this is what people saw of him and this is what they knew him to be. And so when you have a congregation of, you know, I think he was there, I can't even remember. He was there years. And most of these people are elders of the church Mm -hmm. and have been there with him since he started or not long after. It was hard for them to believe too, because there was no prior convictions. There was no prior anything. Um, now the detective on the case, he, he was about sure of the fact that there was more. There was more. Um, and it just never came to light and it hasn't, but I'm a fool. I, I just had this feeling, and especially since I told my story, I really do have this feeling, Haley, that I will end up getting a text or a message or, or something as this, as our mission grows. And I think because people know who my abuser is now. And those are linked. I do think it's going to come out where someone's going to say he abused me too. And I don't, I say that not because I'm like hopeful, because mm-hmm. obviously I don't, but I just know in my gut, he was too good at what he did. Looking back now and, and knowing what I know about these types of predators, and he was just too good at what he did. He was not a, it was, this was not his first offense. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I just think someone else is going to come forward just for just to tell me, not for any type of uh, like punishment or crime. None of that. Um, not even to be known. I just I I do. I feel like um, another one of his victims are are going to find out about this movement right. and and come forward. And I, and it's not like I said. It's not something I'm hopeful for. I would. In a way, I really still feel like, I mean, I guess I hope that I was the only one. But I I don't think that's the truth. 
Um, so it's just, uh, it, it starts to give a little more understanding as to why so many people supported him. Again, I don't think it's right, but it's shocking news when this came out. Right. And I want to make it a point to say that I didn't support him. It was no, more, no, no, it was, no, the, no, it was no. the shock factor. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it was not support. It was like, really? How can that be? How is that even possible? Right, because I know I didn't hear it from you first, and I and I think it was more of heard it through the grapevine yeah. because it 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 spread well, we so fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and honestly, like I mean, we were still like in our friend group and everything, but this really, I I don't know. I don't know if I just, I I honestly don't know. Don't but remember, yeah. I I just I remember being there daily and talking to you daily and making sure. I remember phone calls that we've yeah. had. And, um, and I'll probably remember for the rest of my life because it, it, it's just one of those things that, you know, you never think that's going to happen. Right. And when it does, it's like, how is this even happening? Why is this happening? Right. And I feel like I'm, I mean, I have to be there to, you know, show that, you know, that I do love her and meaning you obviously, right. but, um, well, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, but just, you know, knowing that, that that you did have somebody else besides family to right. lean on. Oh, and I had, I mean, and that's the, that was a, that was a me issue. Um, and it's something I still have trouble with today is leaning on other people. It's just not, uh, I want to say not in my DNA because that's dumb, but it's just not who I am as a person to lean on other people or call people because I feel like I'm bugging them. And, and so that's something I've gotten better at, I think as time goes on, but, um, no, it's just, I, I just find it interesting, your perspective of the whole thing, because it's not, we've not necessarily ever talked about that in detail, um, so, thanks for hanging out, coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having Giving me. Giving people a different perspective of my story. You're welcome back anytime. Isn't this a cool studio? I Tell do people. love Tell it. People all about it. I do. It's so cool. Alicia did a great job, guys. Josh had no part in it. <laughs> cough, cough. He'll appreciate that. <laughs> He'll appreciate that when he listens to this. <laughs> Love you, Joshy. Yeah, see, there's his blood. There's his sweat. There's uh. his tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I see just yeah. a little bit of it now. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'll give him some credit. That's funny. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our discussion, uh, and we will catch you back. Um, two weeks? Yeah. A week? I'm not sure. I don't really have a podcast schedule. I just, you know, come out here and record when my baby sleeps, and then we put it out to you guys. So, if you want more episodes, if you're really digging what's happening, if you loved our first guest, go show her some love. Comment on our Facebook post, write on our wall. Pretend it's our birthday. Blow that Facebook up. And another thing that would be really cool to add to this is if anyone has any questions or would like kind of give you a suggestion to talk about in a podcast yeah have them drop the comment Always. and maybe they should, maybe josh and alicia can answer some questions for you guys so yeah, we can do a little q a um i've considered doing and let me know if you like this and um, i've considered doing a live video while doing a podcast there you go so people can comment on the live video and they can see me recording i like and it. see all of the times i start and stop mm-hmm. and edit and oh crap and <laughs> all of the things and luckily, we've only stopped once, guys. I promise. Just yeah. one time. It's been pretty flowy. And it was mostly for my confusion. <laughs> all right, guys. Have an awesome Tuesday. We'll catch you all back 
in seven to 14 days. Thanks for having me. See you guys. Bye.